Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Wait a minute, I tell you. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to the David Pollock Show. Welcome. Welcome back to another exciting David Pollock show. It is Thanksgiving week. Thursday is Thanksgiving. And uh, personally, I'm thankful for you, the listening audience. Without you, uh, I would just be talking to myself. And um, how much fun is that? So speaking of talking to myself, uh, you can always call in. 407-774-8255 if you want to be part of the show, 407-774-8255. But yes, Thanksgiving week, I'm thankful for you, the audience, my family, my wife, my kids, my friends, those of you who made all of this possible. So that's what I'm thankful for this year. Um, This has been a dream uh, of a lifetime, getting to be on the radio and run my mouth and have you guys listen. And so I get to live my dream, and uh, thank you for that. I hope you guys enjoy your uh, Thanksgivings and eating dry turkey. I don't know if you guys are the—you either love turkey or you hate turkey. If you're one of those people who hates—it's like seafood. You ever meet people from the Midwest? They're like, I hate seafood. That's because you never had good seafood, right? It's the same thing with Thanksgiving turkey. You have those people like, I hate Thanksgiving turkey. I I just like the sides, the mashed potatoes, and the—you know, because people—this dry turkey, man, there's nothing worse— than dry turkey, right? That's <laughs> what they invented gravy for. I make the best turkey. Me and my brother used to have a turkey cooking competitions. And, uh, you know, he calls it salt turkey because I actually seasoned a damn thing. But uh, I like the turkey because I cook it well. And uh, there's nothing better than, like, stuffing the next day with turkey and gravy. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. I just gained five pounds just thinking about Thanksgiving. So I hope you guys have a nice Thanksgiving out there. And um, those of the, those athletic ones out there, you're going to do your turkey trots on Thanksgiving. You guys have fun. I'll be sleeping in. But, uh, yeah, so have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. So let's see what's happened. Oh, actually, wait. I got one more story. I got to tell you stories, right? Story time. Uh, I, so I've been looking for a new car. I'm, I'm driving a very old car because the, I put a deposit in for a cyber truck like you know four years ago and i was like number one i was like the first guy to put in a deposit the night it came out when you know when they broke the the break proof window and it's not coming out i'm like when is this cyber truck and i still got this very old car and i'm still driving it uh, my wife and i fight about who has to drive the old car so i just started looking for cars I'm like maybe i'll drive a different one i looked at some teslas and uh because i guess uh, tesla people assume that it's electric so conservatives don't drive Teslas. I have this Martha Vin- Martha's Vineyard shirt that I wear as a joke. And uh, I got it right after, you know, the good people of Martha's Vineyard sent all of those uh, migrants back on a bus 24 hours later with some sugary cereal and said, good luck, guys. We don't want you in the half vacant Martha's Vineyard eating our lobster. Here's some cereal. Go somewhere else. 
Good people. So I bought the shirt, the Martha's Vineyard shirt. I think it's hilarious. I wear it as a joke, and I purposely wore it to go test drive electric cars. Well, I show up at the dealership. Some liberal walks up to me, and liberals always do this. Conservatives don't do this. Liberals do this. Walks right up to me. Goes, oh, yeah, you've been to Martha's Vineyard? Great people. Nice place. Ron DeSantis, that pig, sent those migrants up to Martha's Vineyard. And those gracious people, they took care of them. Martha's Vineyard, good people. And I had my daughter with me, and I thought about it for a second, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Should I tell this guy what's up and be like, the migrants didn't last 24 hours before they put him back on buses and sent him somewhere else? Do I want to argue with this lunatic in the middle of a Tesla dealership? I didn't. <laughs> I just said, uh-huh, 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 yeah, Martha's Vineyard's a nice place. And I just laughed about it. <laughs> but anyway, Martha's Vineyard. So anyway, enough story time. Joe Biden, uh, he is 81 today. So happy birthday, Joe Biden. Uh, I think we had some music queued up for him, don't we there, Pete? We, we got some happy birthday music queued up for uh, the president of the United States. There you go. Happy, happy birthday, Joe Biden. 81 years young, as sharp as ever. And that, that's enough happy birthday for Joe Biden there, Pete. Uh, and in honor of his birthday, we put together this little ditty just for him. How would you say your mental focus is? What's focused? <laughs> Look. Sharp as a tack at 81. I have even mentioning, even saying to myself my own head the number of years. I no more think of myself as being as old as I am than fly. I mean, it's just not, uh, uh, I haven't observed anything in terms of, there's not things I don't do now that I did before, whether it's physical or mental or anything else. We should be making it easier, not harder, to make sure, to set, make sense to, you know, let me put it another way. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. The best way to get something done, if you, if you hold near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. From, from, uh, uh, Char excuse me, from Charlotte, one, another line going from I think they Florida get the point on this one, Pete. So, yeah, 81 years young. Uh, you know, uh, Greg Gutfeld made a very interesting point about this, and he says he thinks the birthday thing, and I'm sure you guys have seen it all over the news. Everybody's talking about Biden's age and whether or not he's, he's going to—you saw the polls. He's trailing in four out of the five battleground states. A lot of people are talking about, you know, they're really concerned. Democrats are concerned about whether or not Joe Biden's electable. And I've always—and I still I stand by this, and I'm going to call it back to it when it happens— I don't think Joe Biden is going to be the Democrat nominee. I'm telling you, it's Gavin Newsom. You have a debate coming up on November 30th, which is so interesting, between Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. I call it the debate of, of the candidates that the establishment wishes were going to run. Because that's who it is. Ron DeSantis. The, you know, everybody wishes the establishment wishes it was Ron DeSantis. And all the Democrat establishment wishes it was Gavin Newsom. What, what's the point of that debate? Does anybody really care what people who are not going to be president or even nominees are going to say? But I think th I do think they're going to have to sneak in Gavin Newsom. There's no way. A lot of those audio clips that you heard in that uh, confused montage I put together, um, that was from a couple of years ago. Joe Biden is even less sharp today at 81, the oldest president in history. I mean, they have teams that have to protect him from falling. And just today, when he was pardoning the turkeys, 
I don't know if you guys saw. He had to scurry away from the ceremony. Nobody even accepted, saw it coming. Like the Marines that usually saluted him, they like ran out of the hallway and saluted him as he ran in. Like he like trotted. I don't know if he had to use the, that was the turkey trot right there. <laughs> I don't know if he had to use the restroom or what, but I mean, he was like, we're part of, he just took off. But this is the odd behavior that becomes increasingly more apparent as Joe Biden is the ripe old age of 81. And it, it, it's interesting. And, you know, you had the Chinese, I don't know what you call him, president, prime minister, whatever, <laughs> the person who supposedly elected to lead the people in China. He was in the United States. And I was saying, Xi Jinping, whatever, I don't know, ZZ Top. Um, I keep saying that uh, he wasn't here for like a diplomatic tour. And by the way, they cleaned up all of the homeless people in San Francisco. They shipped them off to somewhere like a good Chinese government would do. And they lined the street with Chinese flags, not a single American flag to be seen. And all and there was there was some Chinese dissidents that were upset and there was some protests, counter protests about um, his uh, uh, arrival in the United States. Nobody saw it on the news, did you? You didn't see it. No, why would you want bad press for the communist Chinese leader in the United States? Instead, let's show some people protesting uh, against Israel, right? Because you did see that over the weekend, didn't you? Didn't you see when the hordes of of people in insurrection at the DNC? Uh, This is going to be cut three, Pete. A violent protest at the DNC. They're inside, by the way. There are people inside. The police were barricading the building. At one point, uh, a congresswoman from Florida had her child in the Capitol. They had to lock down the Capitol while this was going on because it was getting violent. Was it an insurrection? No, I guess not. Six officers. That's enough of that, Pete. Six officers were injured. More. I think more officers were injured at this anti-Israel protest than they were on January 6th. And we're going to talk about January 6th today in a few minutes. Here's another cut. This is cut four. This, listen to this. We're outside the Democratic Party headquarters because this party claims to be on the side of life and peace and equality. And we're saying that we want them to live up to their values mm-hmm. and oppose this horrific war mm-hmm. and call for a ceasefire now. A ceasefire. Being responded to by the police I can't even listen to her anymore. But, but this is... <laughs> there you go, the left... You shook up this bottle of soda, stuffed the Mentos inside of them, and opened the cap. <laughs> that, this is what you get when you train generations of unemployed Gen Zers, <laughs> or whatever they are, and tell them that America is evil. I don't know if you guys saw the Osama bin Laden video. All the, you know, Osama bin Laden is becoming a folk hero now on the left. They talked about this video. There was this video going around TikTok. I should have brought audio of that. Can't believe I didn't. There was a video going around TikTok of people saying, I just read Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining the reason for the terrorist attacks. And my mind is blown. I will never look at it the same way. America is this evil colonist country. Make no mistake, these anti-Israel protests, these liberal radicals who are trashing the DNC, these same liberal radicals that were protesting George Floyd, Donald Trump, women's rights, uh, Justice Kavanaugh, but whatever, you know, 
shake it up, open the cap. They just have, they hate America. They hate America so much that they're taking a look, another look at 9-11 and looking at it through a different set of eyes, understanding Al-Qaeda's perspective. Did you intend this? America's left, radical left. Did you, did you just think it would stop with you getting elected to office? Well, now you have to have police officers dragging them away from your doors. Happy now? That's what's happening in this country. You've trained a generation of people to hate America so much that they now hate you too. Did you think you didn't belong to this country, that they wouldn't hate you along with it? So now what do we do? Now we have people that are sympathetic to terrorists living in our country, not to mention the ones you're importing from south of the border. And these aren't poor migrants seeking a better opportunity in in the United States of America. These are people from terrorist nations coming through South America and entering our border. Thousands and thousands and thousands just got away. We have no idea who they are, where they're going, and who are they meeting when they come here? Sympathetic liberals who hate America as much as they do. How do you think that is going to end, radical left? It's not going to end well. Meanwhile, we've released the January 6th tapes. We've been begging, begging for them to be released. Lost a speaker over it. Now we have a new speaker who released the tapes. And now what? What have we been, what have we been shown? We've been shown exactly what we've been saying all along. It's the same thing like the COVID pandemic. When we said the vaccine is going to kill you. COVID isn't, isn't killing you. The treatment is killing you. We don't need to wear masks or keep our kids behind plastic sheets with masks on in school. We told you. Eventually you admitted it. And now what do we know about January 6th? Bunch of people walking around with flags. Yes, there were some violent skirmishes. No different than I just played the audio for you out front of the DNC. No different than it was happening in every town that burned in the summer of 2020. Yes, that happened at the Capitol. But there was the majority of the people there on January 6th were nonviolent. And many of them, the ones who are still alive, the ones who didn't kill themselves because of the persecution from this government, some of them sit in solitary confinement for being on the Capitol steps, for being shoved into the building. Some people weren't even there at all. We've seen the tapes now. What are we going to do about it? I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we're going to talk about that. So don't go anywhere. Dave Polk will be right back. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup. A declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel 
Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound. Brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee. Make your mornings great again. Welcome back to the David Pollock Show. Uh, let me remind... <laughs> My brother, he just threw me off, Mike. My brother just texted me, Salt Turkey. <laughs> if you're listening to the first half of the show, I told you he called it Salt Turkey. Well, we'll see what uh, what your turkey's like this year, Mike. <laughs> um, remember, if you guys want to save on Beard Vet Coffee, go to BeardVet.com and use promo code David and save yourself 10%. It almost offsets Joe Biden's inflation. So go get yourself some Beard Vet Coffee, 10% off. Promo code David, and we're going to talk more about Beard Vet later on the show. Beard Vet himself is coming on the show at the bottom of the show, and we are going to talk about a brand new venture from Beard Vet. I will not spoil the surprise, but you're going to love it, and you're really going to like saving the money. So uh, without further ado, I want to welcome to the show uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Derek Evans. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, David. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, it is my pleasure to have you on. Uh, Derek, you are a West Virginian running for Congress. You've served in the State House. Landslide victory there. Uh, now you are running to lead uh, the state in Washington, D.C. But not only that, you also found yourself um, at the business end of the FBI for being at the Capitol during uh, January 6th. And... Um, so I appreciate you coming on the show today because today we are talking about the tapes being released and now what. And uh, before I discuss now what with you, I was hoping you could share a little bit about your January 6th story, my friend. Of course. And, and thank you, man, for uh, you know, sharing your platform and giving a voice and, and bringing attention to such an important topic. But, yeah, as you said, I was elected to the state house in 2020. I was the first Republican to win my district in 98 years. I won a landslide. Went to the Capitol on January 6th to exercise my natural God-given rights of free speech, uh, to protest uh, what I still believe to be a, a stolen election. And I was peaceful, nonviolent, non-destructive, but I was the highest-ranking government official they could get their hands on. And so the, the deep state came to my house. They ripped me away from my wife and my four young children, uh, threw me in prison, held me hostage as a political prisoner. Long story short, uh, I was facing 24 years in prison uh, for literally just walking it's all on video i walked an open set of doors thanked a police officer for his service he gave me a friendly fist bump i spent less than uh, 10 minutes inside the public rotunda area walked back out uh ended up doing three months in federal prison eight days of solitary confinement because i refused the covid vaccine while they were holding me hostage and, and as you said now i'm now i'm running for congress because i'm going to take this battle to their front door the same way they brought it to mine yeah and and, and guys i'm going to keep talking about i don't know if i mentioned this i was at Walkacon. Uh, what Brandon Strock's walkaways uh, walkaway convention. Uh, I'm, I saw Derek there. He was on a panel um, with Brandon and uh, Jerry. Um, Derek, what's her last name? 
Perna. Perna, thank you. Uh, Jerry Perna. And she told the story about her nephew, Matthew. She's going to be in our space later, actually. She's gonna, I'm going to have her on my show as we go forward. Oh, and uh, Dr. Gold was there as well. And they were telling right. their January 6th stories. And the more you hear these stories, and I have to be honest with you guys, I didn't pay enough attention to the January 6th stories. I felt like everybody else was talking about January 6th. I'll talk about something different. And when I heard their stories, and I actually started listening, I just couldn't believe what this government, what my government, our government did to American citizens. And when you hear these stories, and Derek, you know, we have six minutes before I absolutely have to take a break because it's the middle of the hour. But I, I hope you can tell really quick what, now you weren't a violent January 6th person. You were a state representative. You're not like, you weren't like, you know, you weren't some guy carrying something, attacking somebody. You were just there in the building for a minute and left. Fist bumped an officer and left. A voluntary fist bump. And what, how did they apprehend you? Do you mind sharing that story real quick? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say it's sad that we even had to, that people don't know the truth. They've, they've, they've done a great job of suppressing these stories and not letting the truth get out there. So it's not your fault that you didn't know about it, you know. But, um, so, yeah, as you said, so they actually told me, the FBI told me that they had wa- they've been surveilling my house. They watched my wife leave and knew that I was home alone with my children. Um, I was arrested January 8th, so I was one of the first uh, January 6th people to be arrested. And um, we'd already notified them, because I was all, all over the media at this point, so we'd already notified them, hey, if you have any questions, you want anything, just reach out and give me a call. I'd be more than happy to, to come chat with you guys. And um, But they watched my wife leave. They knew I was home alone with my children. Uh, the, the media showed up, and about 10 minutes later, uh, the FBI rolled up, uh, I don't know, probably 15 agents deep with, you know, the tactical gear, the guns, the whole nine yards. And, um, I, I took my kids, put them in the uh, bedroom and said, here, uh, watch this tablet while Daddy talks to his friends because, you know, my oldest was five years old and I'm trying to protect their innocent little minds. And, and as I told, you know, mentioned at WalkerCon, the, the, the hardest part of that whole day, the whole process, so I wasn't really scared. Or, I think I was more in shock the whole time. And my main concern though, was my children, not just their, their physical safety, but their emotional, mental safety uh, of seeing what was happening. And uh, I'll never forget sitting in the back of that uh, FBI SUV, you know, thing, handcuffed and, and looking and, and my little girl standing in the living room window, uh, just crying, wanting to know what's going on. Who are these people taking my daddy away from me? And that was absolutely heartbreaking to, to look up and see that. Yeah. Sent a full SWAT team in with your kids in the house, uh, yep. guns drawn, and you were willing to cooperate with them and, and talk to them. And the only thing that you did was protest Find yourself in the Capitol for a few minutes and left. You didn't break anything, did you? You didn't hurt nope, anybody? Nope. And, and here's the worst part. Tell tell our listeners what they charged you with and what you were facing, what you had to plead to. Yeah, so I was originally, once again, so, so typically, you know, they will um, uh, find a crime and investigate it and then, and then arrest someone. But if January 6th, specifically, we have found that they just, oh, you're at the Capitol, boom, you're arrested, and then they find the crime later. So mine was really unique. I was originally charged with two misdemeanors. Then they added two more misdemeanors. Then they offered a verbal plea deal of choose your misdemeanor, we'll drop all the other charges. Then they withdrew that plea deal and then hit me with a 1512 obstruction of official proceeding, which is a 20-year felony. Uh, it's also one of the charges they've recommended for President Trump. This is what they're doing to all the, the peaceful January 6th protesters that they're really trying to stick it to. They hit them with a 1512 obstruction of official proceeding, which is a, a 20-year felony. So now I was facing 24 years in prison and ended up uh, taking the plea deal to civil disorder and served three months in federal prison and eight days of solitary confinement. Three months in federal prison, eight days in solitary confinement, facing potentially 15 to 20 years in jail, 
a prison um, for not for being nonviolent, being present in the Capitol on January 6th. And your story is not unique to you. Now, it is your story, so it's unique, clearly. But what I'm saying is you're, there's a thousand people with your story and some worse. And, you know, oh, far I, I, worse. Yeah, some worse. And, and Jerry tells her story about her nephew who was so distraught by the investigations and they tried to tar- charge him with terrorism. He was so upset. Young kid. He hung himself. And we're going to hear from her in another show. But, I mean, these stories that you guys don't get to hear about what happened on 9-11, after I heard 9-11, <laughs> January 6th, um, it moved me to hear your story. And I vowed at that point I would never not talk about January 6th again. I'm going to talk about January 6th on every radio show, on every Twitter space. I'm going to talk about January 6th in every conversation I have. These stories have to be told. You know, I, I was talking with uh, Dr. Gold earlier, and she mentioned that uh, January 6th, was one of the biggest civil rights issues in our lifetime, I believe is what she said, or civil liberties issues in our lifetime. And, you know, Dr. Gold got her, she she became well-known because of her resistance to COVID, which, you know, if you remember, they were locking you down in your house and taking away your individual liberty. And January 6th became the biggest threat to individual liberty, <laughs> not COVID. That's the kind of world we're in. And, and your stories move me, and it moves Americans, and they're worth being told. Um... You know, I don't know what else to say other than we we need to keep talking about it. You're taking your fight to Washington, D.C. How can people come uh, find you and donate to your campaign? Yeah, you can find me on any of the social media platforms, different names, because we've been deplatformed so many times. But uh, you can find me to search for Derek Evans. And then you can go to my website. It's Evans, E-V-A-N-S, 4WV.com. You can either, the number 4 or F-O-R, it doesn't matter. Evans for WV.com. Uh, go there. If you want to donate, there's a button to donate there. And if, if you want to help out, volunteer to phone bank or text or something like that, you can join our team. Someone on our team will reach out to you. We'd love to love to have you guys with support. We're, we're in one of the reddest districts in the country. Uh, polling great, raising good money, and we're, we're a real threat to win this thing, which is why we're getting attacked by the George Soros-backed groups at this point, which I take it as a badge of honor. Man, thank you so much for being on the show. Good luck to you in your campaign. You're going to join. If you can join our Twitter space later, I, I want to talk to you about what we do next. I ran out of time, um, but if you can join that space later, we'll continue that conversation with this audience and uh, we'll continue this discussion. Absolutely. I'll try to hop in, man. Thanks for all you do, David. We appreciate you, man. Derek Evans, thank you so much for being on the show and thanks for everything you're doing. All right, guys, make sure you go and support Derek. We're going to take a quick break um, and when we come back, you're going to meet. A young author published his own book when he was 17 years old. Fascinating young man trying to save America just like everybody else. And we're going to hear from him right after the break. So don't go anywhere. David Pollock Show will be right back. Where patriots come for the top news stories, politics, and world events. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Are you an insurance agent or property manager looking for a reliable and accurate property inspection? Floridian Property Consultants specializes in citizens insurance packages and replacement cost appraisals so you can get bound quickly, easily, and accurately. FPC's experienced inspectors will make sure each assessment meets all the insurance carrier standards while ensuring that you don't pay for more than you need. Work with a company that respects your time and budget as much as you do. Visit online at FloridianPropertyConsultants.com. That's FloridianPropertyConsultants.com. Hey friends, David Pollock here. If you're craving the best soft serve ice cream around, Topper's Creamery's got you covered. 
Serving the Apopka community for over a decade, Toppers is known for the finest old-fashioned custard-style soft-serve ice cream in a variety of flavors, from their French vanilla bean to exciting specials like German chocolate cake. But the experience doesn't end there. Be sure to grab a fresh-baked waffle cone or a sundae topped with my favorite, the fresh-baked brownies. They even offer pup cups for your four-legged friends. So hurry in to Toppers Creamery in Apopka, South 512 Hunt Club Road. Make sure to tell them David sent you. The answer. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you To the David Pollock show. Um, like, I, I really wish I could have talked to Derek a little bit longer because um, it's a very important conversation now that, we, like I said, the January 6th stuff, I'm going to keep talking about, guys. You're going to get sick of hearing it because these stories need to be told because a lot of it, what we heard was, you know, you think of certain images and you're like, hey, it was January 6th. I wouldn't have been there. But when you start hearing about some of the people that were swept up in this, people that were not violent, people who were there invited to speak with permits, um, you're going to hear those stories. And you're going to hear from people who <laughs> had their lives ruined just for being there. And I don't know if whether it was to satisfy a political narrative or maybe they just got overzealous in their prosecution because they were so upset. But there was a lot of good people that got swept up. And these tapes that just came out show exactly what they've been saying for years. And that's, guys, I was just here. Look, look what happened here. It's not what you were portraying on TV. And now that these tapes are out, what are we going to do next? It's an important conversation. What's going to happen? The Republicans are in control of the House. What are we going to do? How are we going to make right the wrongs? How are we going to get some of these people whose lives were destroyed being swept up in the January 6th stuff? How are we going to make them whole? Because they're Americans at the end of the day, and they were entitled to a system of justice that was fair. And when you start to hear some of these stories, what they were charged with, what they had to plead to, and what they had to avoid— I'm telling you guys, it is gonna it's gonna tug at your heartstrings, and we're gonna continue to talk about it. And so, join if you can go to at the Pollock Show. My Twitter space will Twitter X space, whatever it's called, uh, starts at 8:30 p.m. tonight. We're going to continue this conversation. We're gonna hear from more of these um, stories, so you understand now that we have the tapes. What are we gonna do next? Because it's it's worth the discussion. Um, so, but joining me now, I want to welcome to the show Christian Hodges. He's who I uh, I previewed right before we went to the break. I think he's 18 now. He's 17 at the time. He wrote a book called America, Don't Give Up Your Right to the Freedom of Speech. Self-published. This dude had something to say, and he put it in words and published it himself. I met him at that Walk-A-Con convention, Brent Strzok's Walk-Away convention, and I was like, this dude is impressive. I have to have him on my show. I have to introduce him to you. So, Christian, welcome to the David Pollock Show. Thanks for joining. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. No, absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write this book, what that process was like, and what the book is about? No, of course. Um, so at my high school here in Delaware, Everest Senior had to write a senior thesis project, they call it. It's basically a college capstone class but for high schoolers. So we all have to write a 20-page paper and give a 30-minute presentation at the end of the year. Um, so I ended up choosing freedom of speech as the topic that thought it would be something easier for me to write, even though it's 20 pages. Uh, something that came naturally to me. Um, so by the time I ended up finishing my paper, there were 70 pages. So I was way over the limit. I was like, I'm not going to stop here. Uh, so I ended up getting a lot of feedback from actual practicing attorneys, uh, family, friends. Um, I could tell they were just trying to fluff me up. 
uh, just give me good ratings on the book or my paper. Um, so I decided to publish it as a book. My big goal at the time was to become an author before an adult, to publish a book before I turned 18. Uh, so June 29th, I published my book at 17 years old, uh, a day before I turned 18. Um, so this book, America Don't Give Up, um, as much as it's my urgent call to action, it's really my urgent call to educate Gen Z on what freedom of speech is. Because if we look at it, we look at Gen Z, we're most likely the most educated generation of all time, yet we're the least knowledgeable generation to be out there. Um, as a Gen Zer myself, I think that's a problem, because when it comes to things like freedom of speech, it's the most essential liberty out there. Do we know what it is? Do we know why we have to defend it? Do we know what are the attacks against it? Do we know how essential it is? I fear we don't. I think that many Americans don't either. It's not just Gen Z, but it's more noticeable in Gen Z itself. As a fellow Gen Zer, I wanted to reach my generation. Because Gen Z wants to listen to fellow Gen Z voices. So I put my name out there. I self-published on June 29th. Um, been on Fox News, Newsmax, Real America's Voice. Been on OAN later this week. Um, I've been all over uh, the news to talk about it. Uh, but I just hope it gets out there. This is something that Gen Z needs to know so we can build a foundation and go from there. Because we're the ones who are going to either save America or destroy America. I pray that we save America. So tell tell me, so what's the book about? So you started writing 70 pages. It's hilarious to hear because, you know, when I was in high school, even in college, I was like 500 words. How many or 500 characters? How can I make one word into seven words? How can I get to 500 words? Nobody wants to write voluntarily more than uh, – <laughs> so you, you couldn't stop. So what inspired you? What's the book about? What, what did you write 70-plus pages that just spoke to your heart? No, of course. Um so take, I basically just took freedom of speech and broke it down into multiple different categories. So I talk about how freedom of speech preserves the Constitution by going through like the birth of the First Amendment, uh, how the Constitution is not a living Constitution, how it's a perpetual Constitution. I go through like the originalist perspective of the Constitution, and in particular the First Amendment. Um, and then from there, I go into how freedom of speech limits governmental overreach. Um, I talk about the danger of hate speech laws like we've seen enacted in Australia, Canada, England, places like these. I go into 1984 by George Orwell. I look at the trajectory that America is on today by trying to censor freedom of speech um, and what we could end up like. Not saying we're there yet, but the path that we may be on. Um, and from there, I, I try to make the distinction between what ought to be considered hate speech and what ought to be considered free speech by showing the difference between a vice and a crime. Because um, that's really the difference between what's, what's criminally offensive and what's just personally offensive to somebody, uh, which is at the heart of the hate speech debate. Um, and my third part in the book is about taking the two main parts of freedom of speech and breaking it down. Talks about free thought, free inquiry. Um, and what are, the, what are the cases out there that have been decided in the Supreme Court, in lower courts, um, even in other nations? What are the attacks against it? Um, and then I have four expert interviews. I interview four different attorneys, um, one of which is actually a former uh, political refugee from China who fled for religious uh, freedom. He has to stay anonymous in the book for various reasons. I just want to be targeted by the Chinese government. But number the fourth part is about showing how essential freedom of speech actually is. Um, what would America look like without freedom of speech? Um, what is the solution to cancel culture? I propose it as responding 
the speech you don't like, uh, going back to educating yourself uh, on the objective truth, and then returning with both parties, returning to civil debates. Uh, and then the last chapter of the book is titled Freedom or Tyranny, You Choose. I'm really just stating that if we want America to be free, it lies a protected freedom of speech. But if we don't, if we don't care about a free future, America will become a tyrannical nation because tyranny loathes freedom of speech. The biggest wall against uh, enacting tyranny. So if we want to preserve freedom, we want to preserve America, we want our kids to be free, our children, our grandchildren, we have to preserve freedom of speech now or forever hold our peace. And let me ask you about that. So with the, I, I said, I always said, I set out when I started this show, I, I set out to get people talking to each other again. We don't have to agree with each other, but we need to talk to each other. And that's the thing. They, the left has done a very good job of convincing people that we're not allowed to talk to each other anymore. And if somebody doesn't agree with them, they should be shouted down and silenced. And, you know, until Elon Musk bought Twitter, that was just the way it was. We were going to shut down speech no matter what anybody had to say about it. So... You know, and it's sort of what you're saying is we need to get people talking again. What, what, how do you feel like your book contributes to getting people communicating again? Do you see, do you think in your generation they, there's an issue with just communicating with people to have a different perspective? Oh, 100%, David. 100%. Uh, but in my interview, I interviewed Ben Sisney. Um, he's a constitutional attorney. He works for a First Amendment focused DC law firm. Um, in, in his last question in the book, he answered it. That's the question I asked him. What do young people need to know about freedom of speech? How do they need to communicate with each other? He really just urged us not to give into the emotionally easier response, wanting to shut down our opponent. Because the moment we do that, it just shows how weak our argument is. We truly believe in the validity and strength of our argument. We want to have a conversation about it. What if we don't? We're just going to cower it out. We just want to shout down our opponent. That's the only thing we can do in that situation. Um, so we propose the solution as the answer to the speech you don't like is not less speech. It is more speech. If cancel culture says any opinion you don't like, any opinion you don't agree with, you can just cancel. We can just erase from the face of the earth because it hurts you where you don't agree with it. That's what the government is trying to do today. We saw this in even the January 6th stuff and J6. What is Derek Evans going through right now? They're trying to censor him from even talking about uh, the stuff that actually happened on J6. Now we're seeing that Speaker Mike Johnson is saying the answer to the speech we don't like on J6 is not less speech. It's more speech. That's why he released all of the tapes. It's indirectly speech. Even though it's videos, it's still speech. So we really need to understand this. Uh, this really lies at the crux of the cancel culture debate. Interesting. And, and I agree with you. I mean, th- we do we do need more. Uh, of this, but I think that's I think that's at the heart of why they don't want us talking to each other, because at the end of the day, uh, what you when you hear from people like Derek Evans, when you hear from people that aren't the people that the media portrayed them to be, even if you sit in a room with Donald Trump himself, the media portrays certain people as being not good people, people you shouldn't even consider having a conversation with. And then once you sit down and talk to people, you realize they're not the people that they were portrayed to be. I have this conversation all the time. I'll invite liberals into my spaces or on my show, and I'll say, hey, let's have a conversation. At the end of the day, we're, like, agreeing with each other on 90, 90% of the things. Walk away. It's policies we disagree with. It's not personalities. At the end of the day, we're all Americans. We all believe the same things and want the same things. We just have a disagreement on policy. But we all generally do love America. And at walk away. 
at that Walkacon, you saw people that weren't mm-hmm. necessarily Republican. These were people that were used to be Democrats, and now they're Repu- uh, and now they're just mm-hmm. independent. But when you hear them speak, you're like, you know what? They just want the same thing. They might not agree with me from a policy perspective, and that's the power of talking. And that's what I love what you're doing. Did you did you encounter that as well when you were there? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. These are all not all of them, but most of these people are people who walked away from the Democratic Party because they've been made aware of what they're actually doing, the manipulation of the Democratic Party. I pray that many Americans, the rest of America, will come to that same realization, will have that same awareness. Because why do we see that the Democrats-owned media? Because they want to control what you're talking about. This is exactly what happened in 1984 by George Orwell. He, he outlined what it looks like for society to be ruled by totalitarian government. You cannot say anything that is against the agenda of the ruling party. That's why they control the media, so they can control the narratives that you understand. And controlling the narratives you understand controlling your belief. That's, that's the goal of every totalitarian government. And we're seeing glimpses of, glimpses of this today in the Biden administration. With every day that passes, it appears that the Biden administration is using 1984 as an instruction manual instead of something to shy away from. That's, that's beyond dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great points. Uh, great book. Um, how can people go and purchase if they want to read your self-published book about free speech? Where, where can they go and buy it? Yeah, David. Uh, so my book is available on Amazon. It's available for $17.76. It's also available on my website, americandontgiveup.com. Each copy is seventeen seventy six, like I mentioned. Um, and on my website, every copy that is sold, I'll personally sign uh, to whoever buys the book, whoever you want it signed to. Uh, for the same price. Wow. That's it. Hey, Christmas is coming up, guys. Do you want a, a personally signed book written by a brilliant 18-year-old that's self-published that people are going to be talking about for generations? Get yourself get, get yourself one today and give it as a gift to your family. Christian, thank you hey, so one much. More thing, Dave. Yes, go ahead, please. One more thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, right now for Black Friday this week, we're running a special sale. So buy two, get one free. Um, and on all orders over $50, you get free shipping. There you go, guys. Go, so go buy, buy three books. Yourself, your grandkid, everyone. That's it. Buy two books. Get one free. Black Friday sale early on the David Pollock Show. Christian Hodges, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope everybody gets a copy of your book, and I look forward to talking to you later in our post-show space. Thank you, David. Right, thanks for joining. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we have some very exciting news from one of our longtime sponsored beer bet. I won't tell you what it is, but you're going to want to stick around, and you're really going to want to save money on this thing. So don't go anywhere. Dave Pollock will be right back. With today's economic environment, it's never been more important to secure your hard-earned wealth for you and your family's future. FinSec Life works to offer industry-leading customer service to help successful individuals and businesses protect their wealth. Whether it's a business succession plan, estate liquidity, or a variety of life and long-term care policies, FinSec Life can help deliver peace of mind, knowing that if something happens, you or your company is taken care of. Visit FinSecLife.com. That's F-I-N-S-E-C Life.com. Securities offered through Valmark Security, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Valmark Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. FinSec Life is a separate entity from Valmark Securities, Inc., and Valmark Advisors, Inc. 
business owners, are you sick of dealing with those big name telecommunications companies that leave you frustrated with terrible customer service and then lock you into long-term contracts? That's why I want to introduce you to my friends over at Public Telephone Company. They are an industry-leading VOIP provider offering all-in-one business communication solutions that are completely contract-free with competitive pricing. But perhaps the best part, they're all about supporting their customers with U.S.-based customer service, and they're always willing to go the extra mile. Don't let your phone company drive you mad. Call Public Telephone Company today at 877-314-4080 or visit them at publictelephonecompany.com. That's publictelephonecompany.com. America first. It's our DNA. AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer. What song is this? Let it ride a minute. Ah! <laughs> I haven't heard this one yet. Uh, welcome back to the David Pollock Show. Best soundtrack in all of conservative talk radio. Uh, <laughs> I am honored uh, to be joined by Sean George. He is CEO of Beard Vet Coffee and now, drum roll, Beard Vet Tactical. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, how's it going, David? It is going groovy, man. Hey. We're covering everything today. We're talking about January 6th, and now we got these tapes. What are we going to do next? And uh, protests and all kinds of crazy stuff, talking to brilliant young people. Um, it's been an exciting show, and I'm, I'm honored to have you on it. I love your coffee. I, I talk about it on every single show, um, and not just because you're a sponsor, but because it's actually a great product, and a portion of your proceeds goes to support a veteran organizations, and it's not woke coffee like the other guy. Um, and that's why I love your brand and everything you're doing, and I'm so excited, so excited, that you've now just launched Beard Vet Tactical which is ammunition, holsters, all kinds of uh, gun cleaning stuff or, t or anything you need for survival, anything you need. So all American conservatives' favorite things, whether it's coffee or whether it's ammunition, now you can get them from Beard Vet, right? Yeah, no, that's correct, David. And yeah, uh, uh, I always like uh, my walkout song to be Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, <laughs> uh, uh, If You Leave. Uh, that's one of my favorite songs. It's a great walkout song, so thanks for introducing me with that in the background. It was pretty exciting. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, 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 whatever I can do to make you happy, that that's what we do here who, on the David could, Pollock Show. Who, who who could argue that that isn't one of the greatest songs of all time? Right, Pretty in Pink. I mean, if uh, to, to the to the older audience out there, they're going to get that song. You know, we try to play good music on here to keep. You know, it, it is radio, and if you're not going to listen to music on the radio, what else are you going to do besides listen to me? But we have certain songs exactly. that come on. Um, that are banned in Russia. So anything from Top Gun that if if a Top Gun song comes on, you, YouTube yeah. will give me a warning that my video is banned in Russia. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there, no Russians are watching if if a Top Gun song comes on. So I'm always waiting for the breaks to see if Russians can watch my show today. So tell me, how yeah, did? No. Go ahead. No, feel free. I was going to say, so tell me, how did Beard Vet Tactical become a thing? You were already making great coffee, selling great products, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, what? My listeners now get 10% off ammo? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, um, um, the company that owned this 
um, that actually owned kind of the website and everything before had reached out to me. Um, they were asking for advice and stuff. And finally, I just made um, I'm, me and my business partners, uh, Kenny and Darren, we made them an offer uh, to just take it upon ourselves. And let's uh, it just made sense, made sense to us uh, to purchase it. And then we revamped the entire website. We partnered with a lot of name brand um, uh, uh, partners in with this as well. So like Flambeau, um, Flambeau, Fiocchi, uh, numerous others, uh, 511 Tactical. Um, so we've got a lot of name brand tactical gear on there. We've got some prepper stuff, some, uh, you know, food uh, that you can purchase as well um, that isn't going to go bad. And, uh, yeah, it's been quite a journey, um, a nine-month uh, work in progress. Um, but, yeah, we've got it done. Uh, we launched it this weekend, and it's doing wonderful. I mean, beyond expectations. So, And we've got some of the right people on board, too. So, like, we've got uh, not only do we got a couple veterans, but we've got Leos. Um, we've got a retired Leo. We've got uh, 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 one of the foremost uh, AI um, specialists in uh, tactical training um, that is with us on this as well. So it's it's quite the team that we assembled uh, to get it going, and we're pretty proud of it. Yeah, I mean, you do have a great brand. And what I, I tell my listeners, and, and what I want to remind them again, you know, I had uh, Michael Seifert from Public Square on here last week, and he has this app now that you can actually go and do business with conservatives, and you can avoid woke companies. And, you know, what I love about you guys is you take care of your own. It's conservatives. You 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 sponsor a lot of conservative talk radio host podcasters. You take care of veterans. You take care of law enforcement. I mean, you guys sell a great product, and then you walk the walk and you support the community. And I, I death more companies need to do what you guys are doing, and that's how together we save America. And so I love what you guys are doing and who you support. The products are fantastic, and and that's why I'm so proud to have you as a sponsor of the show. But and it's why I enthusiastically recommend every one of my listeners go and buy yourself uh, so not only the Beard Vet coffee, but also go and arm yourself uh, with with some survival gear. That you need as well from a great brand and a great company that supports veterans, law enforcement, and conservatives. So I, I, I don't recommend anybody do business with anybody else but you guys. <laughs> now, now tell me a little bit well, about the Beard Vet yeah. story. What's your background? Because you're military as well, right? Yep. So military combat veteran. I served in the United States Marine Corps. Um, when I got out, I was a, uh, uh, I was offered a really nice gig at a at a very nice company here in Omaha, Nebraska. And it worked out well for so many years, and finally I decided to uh, stop working for the man and started to go into business. And I, I started, uh, I started a, a one business in uh, 2012, and we ended up selling that to a bigger uh, location. And then uh, we started Beard Vet back in 2017 on an idea that, you know, I was growing my beard out pretty good, <laughs> and I was starting to buy some uh, beard oil back then, and. Uh, yeah, so the beard oil basically, I, I knew Northern Africa per, fairly well, and I knew the uh, the argan oil uh, was very special there, and uh, so I reached out to some folks, and we ended up making some uh, uh, some nice beard beard oil products first. That's how we got into it, and then my family's been in the coffee business for over fifty years, and we ended up partnering with them, and they started making our coffee, and now we're officially like on our own. Uh, so I took on business partners at the first of the year. Uh, we moved everything down to Plano, Texas, and uh, Texas has been a great state for us. Uh, I don't know so much about Plano uh, if it's been wonderful, but 
progress, but uh, you know, I think our uh, our delivery times are are quite a bit faster, and I think our customer service is top notch, and and uh, so it's been a wonderful journey. Uh, I've got to do a lot of wonderful things, like I got to meet you uh, down at West Palm Beach there, and uh, you know, uh, your guest on earlier, uh, Derek Evans. Uh, me and him uh, hung out a lot at uh, CPAC together. So he's a wonderful man. So, yeah, that's that's basically it. I've been blessed uh, with a lot of good fortune, David. Yeah, and 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 you and, and you pay that fortune for too, which makes you and your company so good, and, and all the conservatives in this movement who really are just trying to help each other out. If the establishment would just get out of our way uh, and right. follow suit, I think we would be a lot more successful. But companies like yours and people like Derek and, and a lot of patriots like Matt Couch, um, Chad Caton, and all these folks who are out here walking the walk, doing the hard work, um, people like Brandon Strock and Scott Pressler, these guys are on the ground doing the hard work and, and companies like yours were supporting them. And so, uh, you know, America's a better place with the companies like yours and the, and it's really good stuff too. And that's the thing, like you said, you've yeah. been in the coffee business for 50 years. And when I tried your coffee, I mean, the freshness of it, um, the flavor of it, and there's a ton of different varieties. And you mentioned the beard oils. It's funny. Matt Couch and I are always joking. Um, he says that the women attack him, drag him down when he has the beard oils on. And, and I don't know if our listeners know about Matt, but he, he suffered an unfortunate, a uh, medical event uh, not too long ago, um, but he's back on his feet somewhat. He's back on a yeah. foot and another one that's manufactured, but now he can run away right. from the women again after he puts on uh, the Beard Vet scented oil. So I just love the variety of products you offer, um, and I love all the work you do. So thank you so much for all the support, and thank you so much for supporting everybody in our movement. So where can people go yeah. if they want to get a great cup of coffee, great tactical gear, uh, ammunition, and whatever you decide to offer? <laughs> Where can they go to get yeah, everything? Yeah. yeah, so basically we, we own uh, BeardVet.com, and that's going to be mainly for your coffee and apparel items and things like that. Um, and then we have BeardVetTactical.com, and that's going to be more on the tactical side. There is a link for the coffee in there as well that you can go and purchase, and you can purchase a bunch of different things, and it's going to ship from all different places, but it's all going to come to you. You're going to save 10% uh, using your code, Dave, on uh, on all those uh, websites. And this month's charity of the month is uh, uh, the United States Marine Corps Toys for Tots. We're raising enough money uh, to support both the Toys for Tots in Omaha, Nebraska, and in Plano, Texas. So we're hoping to get this uh, number up there quite a bit. So any tip and about 10% of of your sale of your of your purchase, uh, we're going to donate that right, right on back to uh, Toys for Tots this month. Wow. You hear that, guys? So not only are you getting great coffee or great tactical products or great beard oils or cumblers or apparel or everything else they sell, a portion of your proceeds is actually going to help kids, Toys for Tots, both in Nebraska and in Texas. This is a company that gets back. So make sure you go to BeardVet.com, BeardVet Tactical, use promo code David, get yourself to 10% off, and you know that not only you're getting great gifts for your family this year, but you're also giving back to great causes and to companies that take care of people. So, Sean, thank you so much for being on the David Paul show thank you for your support and thank you for everything you do uh to help americans yeah thank you very much for having me david appreciate it absolutely thank you so much all right guys that's it we're at the end of the show yet again exciting non-stop informative educational entertaining you can get it here every single week so make sure you tune in monday night 7 p.m set a reminder set a clock and if you missed it you can go to my website davepollockshow.com and watch past episodes at any time or you can go to any of my social medias where i stream make sure you join us tonight 
at 8.30 p.m. at the David well, at the Pollock Show for our post-show Twitter space. We'll be talking to Kenny from Beard Vet. We're going to be talking to Christian. Derek's going to be on there. We're going to continue this conversation. So if you want to keep having some fun, make sure you go to Twitter and check out our space. That's all I have for tonight. Take care, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving. Go.